Hey everybody, this episode of Talkin' Pop is powered by Poddex. Poddex are unique interview questions and episodes starting prompts in the palm of your hand. So whether you're a new podcaster or existing broadcaster looking to grow your audience or get more engagement, you can want to check out poddex.com. Make sure you use that special promo code TALKPOP, that's T-A-L-K-P-O-P, for 10% off your first order. Poddex are the hottest new tool for podcasters looking to have more meaningful conversations or Game Fighter podcast. Simply shuffle up the cards, ask a question, and let the content roll. Get yours today at poddex.com. Once again, that is poddex.com. And make sure to use the promo code TALKPOP, that's T-A-L-K-P-O-P, for 10% off your order. What up, fanboys and fangirls and non-binaries? Welcome to another edition of Talking Pop, the podcast on all things pop culture. I'm your host of Fire Time Sports. Joining me is my co-host Biko. Hello. Hey guys, I know it's been a while. It's been almost like two weeks, but we've been like busy with stuff, and you know we had to take a little short hiatus. Um, just pretty much, you know, a lot of stuff going on. Try to get to this end of this month. I know a lot of stuff happened when we were pretty much off the air for a while. Uh, the one thing I do want to address is Scott Hall passing away. Um. One of our favorite wrestlers growing up, childhood, basically our piece of our childhood is like disappearing. Uh, if you guys were aware, Scott Hall was hospitalized like the beginning of this month, uh, with having a fall from an accident. Like he broke his hip and then he had hip surgery. Apparently, a blood clot got loose, and um, he got hospitalized again. And pretty much, um, he ended up having three heart attacks to the point he was put on life support. And of course, you know his family, you know. Had to make the tough decision to take him off life support, and you know it's kind of hard, you know, coming from that, and you know, I know Kevin Nash said a nice tribute on social media on Instagram about you know his ride or die brother, and you know a lot of people from around the pretty much around the world, professional wrestling was giving their grievances and stuff, and of course you know AEW decided to do his tribute to Scott Hall, and then of course you know there has to be like those cringiest comments where they're saying um. And luckily, the Facebook group I belong to, like, that guy should be chastised for saying that comment, saying, why are you guys promoting a guy who's never wrestled for you? Like, come on, dude. Doesn't matter if you're in WWE. Doesn't matter if you're in AEW. Doesn't matter if you're in Ring of Honor or Impact. Everyone has ran to Scott Hall sometime in life and interactions with him sometime in life, who pretty much was a mentor to everybody that got into professional wrestling. I mean, he was a diamond stud in the beginnings of WCW. Then, of course, went to Razor Ramon in WWE. Of course, you know, became part of the, the curtain call. And, of course, became one of the leaders of the Monday Night Wars, along with, you know, Kevin Nash, Hulk Hogan, Hulk Hogan with NWO. Of course, it was documented with his, um, you know, charged with uh, substance abuse to the point that DDT, he became one of the subjects on the DDT's documentary, which is really good. I do recommend that. Um, How DDT was, uh, it was during the resurrection of Jake Roberts. That Scott Hall was there around the same time that Jake Roberts was staying with Diamond Dallas Page and, you know, how he's helping them both. With DDT Yoga. And I was able to help Scott Hall, even like Scott Hall got more involved with his sons, which is just a professional wrestling as well. To the point he started like doing like mentoring there, started teaching, you know, lessons. And I, yeah, I know he was helping with coaches a lot. They brought him as like a special coach, like giving lectures and stuff about the wrestling business. And it just sucks, dude. It's like, it sucks that, you know, he's gone. And yeah, it's like we're not going to see another wrestler like him because he was interesting. You know, um, like I said, my memories of him was when, you know, he was Razor Ramon. He had that ladder match against Shawn Michaels at WrestleMania 10 for the Undisputed Intercontinental Champion. 
of course, you'd be going behind my Memorial Scott Hall on WCW. Right. right. Like the late 90s during the Memorial Wars. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it sucks, dude. It's like, and then, of course, we lost all Maxwell William Hurt as well. If you remember, he played on the Volt Loss and, you know, the you know, Incredible Hulk, and, of course, Revenge of Civil War as well. He passed away that weekend as well. But, you know, it's, it's getting tough out there, guys. It's like, you know, we're starting to open up, but, you know, death is something that should, that never takes a break. Say that. Um, one thing too that it's been a while that you know I've been gone for a while. I just decided to fall into the TikTok rabbit hole, dude. Oh my god! What's happened was I was in one of my my niece's like birthday parties this past weekend. My cousin was there, and he told me, "Have you seen TikTok?" I'm like, "No." And then he starts showing me it to the point. He's like, "All you have to do is put stuff that you like." I'm like, "Okay." And I did a thing, anime and comedy, and all of a sudden, boom! I was hooked. <laughs> not even two seconds I was hooked uh, I don't know Biko you have any experience with TikTok or have you ever yeah, something across that I have not like that um, but it doesn't really you know I like it I, I don't use the app I touch it all the time so I don't, I don't get why it's just like that but I can understand like it's a wolf like you, yeah you just type whatever you want you can find it and like like mine, I don't know. Like mine's more like financial shit. Like financial. I don't advice. use it that much. Yeah. So like it's just when I did start, it was like name. It was when like like the stock, the meme stocks, and like that's it. Mm-hmm. Getting a lot of those channels and shit were always popular. Like if you don't put anything, it's just gonna show you what's popular. Most likely it's people dancing. Mm-hmm. But uh, but no, I don't. I never got me stuck like that. Yeah, because it was like that like the whole weekend. I was pretty much stuck on freaking TikTok. I mean, lucky I was able to find more stuff on there. You know, it's a lot of good anime content and like, you know, rediscover some stuff on there too. So it's not bad. It's not like I'm going to go and create videos and whatever. No, I'm just going to be there just for watching sports creativity. So that's what I'm going to be doing. And there's some really good ones out there. Yeah. There's some really good ones. There's a lot of creativity out there, you know, a lot of comedians are on there as well. Of course, there's like Andrew Schultz. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I saw him and Joe Coy as well. Saw some of his stuff from his stand up. Um, and of course, a lot of good anime, of course, stuff. They have like, I guess it's a band in a Japanese cover of Dear Maria by All Time Low. Wow. It was the whole, it was that whole thing where you play Dear Maria in front of any anime opening, it kind of syncs up really well. Oh, really? To the point, there's an actual Japanese cover of that song. It sounds really fucking good, dude. You have to definitely check out the Spotify. Go for Dear Maria Japanese version. It sounds really good too. And then, yeah, and that um, pretty much you know, trying to get pretty much reading more. Like I'm pretty much reading more like manga and stuff. Of course, I don't want to talk about manga too much because I do have announcement, guys. Um, talking about still going to be continue as expected, but now Max is going to have a spinoff. Um, pretty much to be more like an anime-centric part podcast, pretty much more focused on manga and anime, anything pretty much anime-related. We give you guys pretty much a more, if you want more in-depth anime. doesn't mean I'm not going to stop sharing some anime stuff on the main show. I probably won't go as much as detail in this show. i just give it a recommendation of what I'm reading. But I'll go more in-depth on the podcast, like on the spinoff. So the spinoff is called I Love Anime Podcast. And I'm working on that soon. I already designed a logo and everything. So once I get that set up, I'll let you guys know on our Twitter when that episode's going to launch. Like I said, like every week, I'm just going to focus on, you know, a particular anime. If it's original, 
is there a manga based on if it's based off on a manga i go just go more in depth give you my pers pretty much like a review kind of review discussion go more in depth um but that doesn't mean i'm not gonna talk about anime on the main channel and i will give some recommendations as well on here as well like the ones i just finished reading i just finished reading fire force i just finished reading that manga and it was really good um i don't want to spoil for anybody who hasn't read the last chapters because the last chapters were released like a few months ago when it was ended but i don't want to spoil for you guys you guys definitely read it but the article was really great it kind of like opened up my, my perspective of this um story was and kind of how it leads what the author's like it kind of leads to what his next was going to be because i think he's working on something else after that um because he didn't announce it right after the final chapter what his next work's going to be but it's really interesting to see how fire force ended and like i said it was a really good ending kind of like a closure to the characters um it kind of leads to what his other work is which i don't want to divulge more details until you guys actually read it i do recommend if you get a chance check out fire force i know they probably have it on digital probably like on shuisa sony jump plus or something they have it online for digital or you have to also support the manga creator as well by buying the volumes of the bookstores it'll take a while for all the chapters to get collected and translated to grow over to the west um that as well um anime wise i just finished the first season of Solar Online, which is actually a rewatch. Um, I remember watching the dub years back. It was on Toonami, and then of course Cartoon has the sub, so I finished watching this up today. And I just started watching, you know, the extra edition, which is like the follow-up film compilation film follow-up to it. So I don't want to get into that because I do want to give a more detailed review of SAO once I finish watching pretty much everything. <laughs> But that, that's what I've been watching like this past weekend and of course catching up on sports because I'm kind of pissed off because Sunday was the classical between Real Madrid and Barcelona and pretty much Real Madrid got their asses kicked. I don't mm, know what the heck happened. Four nothing basically. You. Yeah, it was really embarrassing though. Real Madrid was celebrating their 120th anniversary of club history and I got these like freaking black jerseys they wore just the collaboration with a one fashion designer. Which honestly, you're like, who in the fuck's not picking Adidas? I'll tell you that. Hell no. <laughs> if you have the money, do it. This one team, but yeah. <laughs> and of course, they were out. Karim Benzema didn't play because uh, he got pulled during, like, you know, he was an injury pulled during practice, so he didn't play. But yeah, the defense was horrible. Like, Barcelona stepped up and they were, they were the better team. So it's kind of like, oh, you had a celebration and, you know, Blizzard, so hopefully they'll come back and bounce back. And of course, my other club team I followed on Liga Mekis, uh, Club America, and I'm winning 3 0 against Toluca going into the end international break. Because guess what, guys? We're into like the finals of the basically the finals of the World Cup qualifying this week. Yeah. Um, the three matches. And of course, the big one everyone's going to be talking about is USA versus Mexico, which is going to be taking place on Thursday, pretty much 9 o'clock here, 8 o'clock Mexico, because of course Mexico is an hour behind for daylight savings time. You know, they don't change their clocks until like the first Sunday of April. So, um, hopefully, even though we're both U.S. citizens, we're both born in the U.S., I want to go for Mexico on this one, but USA, you know, they proved this past summer, basically this past year, they were the dominant team. Yeah. And like I said, um, Berhalter's got a good lineup, but I think right now they're going into that, to that with those qualifiers, but kind of key injuries. There's a lot of players getting hurt who got hurt during you know they're playing in Europe and they're getting pulled. I lost the McKinney's injured and I saw that another player got hurt as well that got pulled. He's not gonna be able to play for the qualifying. But of course that's this is gonna be the same game because 
Right now, both teams are basically up there tied for like second place. Pretty much Canada, there's no one going to catch up to Canada. Canada was surprised with the group, man. They, they surprised everybody. Yeah. And this group, like I said, these are the last three matches. So Mexico, they want to get in. They got to beat USA and get to the other two matches. If the top three advance, the fourth place has to play in the final. And of course, Mexico had to deal with that before like the 2014 World Cup where they had to play in a playoff against like New Zealand. It was like years back. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Of course, the whole day, and of course, the UEFA qualifying as well because they're in that playoff draw right now. Of course, Poland advances due to the fact that we're supposed to play Russia. Of course, Russia got pulled, so they gave um, Poland the advance. So now they're playing the winners in the next bracket. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to see it. So, like I said, exciting football action is going to be this weekend. So, and of course, baseball's coming up soon, possibly April 7th for the first official opening day as well. And of course, NFL, there's a lot of free agents. More movements in the NFL right now. Of course, basketball is winding down. They got another month before playoffs. <laughs> so, like I said, time for sports and stuff. Of course, movies like Doug to the Wazoo. Um, one thing I want to discuss, I got, finally got to see Batman in <laughs> the Batman. <laughs> finally, I was waiting so long to talk about this film. Mm-hmm. I know Vico hasn't seen it yet, but. Um, I'm going to wait for the next screen. I think it's supposed to be April on HBO Max. Sometime in mid April. Oh, yeah, it's April. April. Okay. Because they're only doing like 45, like I think they're already doing with films now. They're only going to be at theaters for like 45 days, and after that, they can go on the streaming service they got license to, I think. Yeah. That way they can get more of the theaters and stuff. I guess it's people are still coming out. But, but it was crazy, like going to see that film, you know. You know, the Mike's basically where hopefully the six should look like makes you more like a comic film. Based on the trailers, it's more dark and gritty, kind of like how Batman is. Um, And when I heard it was going to be like three hours long, I'm like, holy cow. I don't think that story will stretch out very long. And of course, going to that theater, there was a lot of trailers. It was almost like 30 minutes full of trailers because, of course, it's the first full year that theaters are open again. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and the film basically, without spoiling it, I'll just give it like, like a brief synopsis. So basically, it's like it takes place like a second year of, it's basically like the second year of Batman's career. Basically, it's like a year two, basically. And it follows like this guy who ends up calling himself the Riddler. It's basically a dark turn of the Riddler. Of course, the police are still not trusting the Batman. The only confidant he has is James Gordon, who's not even commissioner yet. And this is all pales in scale, like you know, of course, one in Gotham now versus the Electric Man you know in Gotham. Um, the same thing, like this uh, Riddler is pretty much trying to expose the dark secrets of Gotham itself, the corruption, the greed, politics of Gotham behind the scenes. Uh, Batman, you know, it's his second year, so he's still like, I like to say, it's not an origin story, so we'll have to deal with the whole corrupt parents and all that stuff again, which has been done so many times. And even he, you know, needs help and once in a while. And I like for the fact that this film kind of puts his detective skills to the test. Where the Riddler using like these um, cards, these letters, like these green cards, and these Riddle ones that are really cleverly created and just trying to figure out what the answer is. Like using his detective skills, he's got Alfred there helping him out a little bit. Played by Andrew Circus. Dark Passing did a really good job with Batman. I like his Bruce Wayne is not like a Playboy Bruce Wayne. Yeah. He's kind of like a brooding. People are saying, oh, he's like emo a little bit. But at the same time, like, you know, it's the second year. He's trying to get used to doing this stuff. And and then, of course, we see Selena Kyle. So you kind of get a pre origin, you know, Catwoman as well. But she's not Catwoman yet. It's just Selena Kyle, like her old version stuff a little bit. And we get to see uh, Colin Farrell, a recognizable as the Penguin, which I believe he's a fantastic job. Because I was surprised at him. I'm like, that's Colin Farrell, dude. It's like, yeah. the Penguin is like, it's he's, kind of weird. Yeah. 
it was really good. Like he, he was more like it's a it was a detective story basically because it had like that the film noir type, you know, where he's like he was doing the like Batman was doing like narration. It was like the whole film with a narration. So it was kind of like it was like those old detective stories, like a film noir, where they talk to you what's going on, what's happening, what's the background, and basically you go into like the next scene. So it was a basically a detective story. See a crime scene, crime happens, there's a crime scene, you're investigating, you try to go get information, you know. And there were some really good effects with like the car chases, the fight core fight core actually was really good. I like the back suit he's wearing, it's really nice and everything. And you know, him and his his him and his working relationship with James Gordon. Because you know the cop like I said, the cops are afraid of him or they don't trust him because he's a vigilante and you know, James Gordon's like trying to give him all the confidence he can get. And like I said, this is the second year into Batman's career, which is, you know, again, while doing all started. Uh, but yeah, I would recommend staying up to watch the whole film because people have been talking to me they fell asleep, they had to go back and rewatch it again. Yeah. It is a long movie. You are prepared. Yeah. Be prepared. It's a long movie. But the Riddler was really well done. It was like a dark, twisted version of the Riddler. It was really good because he's like pretty much today's me, like social media and. Takes place in the current time, basically. Yeah. Which I did like. You know, you took like that current aspect, but he's just more of an old. And it kind of like the traps he set up for Batman, like the riddles, the really cleverly written inner trap that were set up to find him. And, you know, and they see Falcone as well, comes out in there as well by John Turturro. Mm-hmm. Does a really good job. Nice. I mean, the actor was a really good cast. I mean, the Zoe Crest did a phenomenal job as Serena Kyle. I like to pick her because it's awesome. And to have, and then Robin, Robin Wright as, uh, as, um, James Gordon as well. So it was kind of cool seeing these, um, see more of like a diverse cast, basically. Yeah. And that's just the way to go. And like I said, I don't want to spoil them too much. I want you guys to see it yourself. I have to give a review of that, of this film. I have to give it like, sorry, 10. I'll say a 9 out of 10. And the, only, the only thing that kind of like, was it dragged a little bit. Especially out of time, that dragged. There's some scenes where it did drag for a little too long. Felt they could have speed up a little bit, but other than that, you know, music, the score, the film score was great. The scenes were phenomenal, like the choreography, the car chase, and the horror ball showing more of Batman's like detective skills versus relying on gadgets because he was doing using like you know infiltration tools, like he's using like these tools, not like his battering and all that shit. He hardly used that at all. Like he hardly used his gadgets at all. So it was like it was kind of cool. I do recommend checking it out. So the Batman is currently airing in theaters, and I believe it's coming soon HBO Max. I believe April nineteenth is what they're saying that's when it's gonna air. So definitely check that out as well. And then um, I was checking today. Uh, Paramount Plus announced that um, pretty much um, Jackass Forever is available on the stream, and also they also announced I Love Lucy all. 180 episodes of I Love Lucy is now available on Paramount Plus. Mm-hmm. Nice. Because before it was only like you only had select episodes on Hulu or Amazon only had a, a best of. But apparently they, they they announced that all 180 episodes of I Love Lucy is available now. And you know I Love Lucy has become more relevant because right now with the film you know being in Cardos. Yeah. But it's a great sitcom. Yeah, it's in the 50s, but it was one of those phenomenal shows that you know was ahead of its time. It was the first show to have a multi, like, you know, cameras um, and, like, one big giant stage where basically the whole audience could see the whole stage, basically. And it was comedy, you know. It was like you had a Cuban-American, you know, married, like a mixed married couple, basically. 
weekend working, I worked with Ricardo and his wife, you know, with Ricardo, you know, working in like New York City, you know, just, you know, he's working at a nightclub and stuff and a band leader, and, you know, and they have their friends, you know, they're like their landlords too. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. but it was a good because it was like Lucy's, her comedy was like a, a combination of physical, but it's like timing as well. Like I said, it's one of those things that were ahead of their time. And it set the bar for how sitcoms were created like later on after that. Because like, people forget that the, Misery Studios is where they filmed the original Star Trek uh, original series. They filmed on in that in that soundstage, mm-hmm. and they were it was a Misery Studios was actually on the Paramount lot, so that's kind of cool. So definitely check it out. I love Lucy. Also check out Being the Ricardos. That's currently airing on Amazon Prime Video. Um, that's starring um Nicole Kidman as Lucille Ball, Javier Bardem as Desmond Nunez. J.K. Simmons is in there. It's a really good film. It tells you the story of them. You know, what goes on, you know, when they're preparing for an episode of I Love Lucy, all the shit they had to go through behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Like in a simple week. It takes place during like a four span week, but also takes up the course of a few weeks of people, you know, how they were mad, how they were sad. So it's really good. Like I said, check, if you want to laugh, check out the series. Like I said, it's currently airing on Paramount Plus. Um, I'm going to try to see. Oh yeah, Halo's coming up soon this week, dude. That's right. So what's your because what I read this article like apparently people are taking gripes that they said that pretty much um when they made this Halo series they didn't look too much at the game they just took the characters and try giving it its own like spin. Oh yeah, so so generally what they do with these video game stuff like they try to expand the universe and they try to make a a show around the. Try to expand the property. Yeah, I mean, I figured it was going to happen. It was going to be more or less people are going to be too, uh, what's the most like, uh, we're going to be too captivated by the visuals that they were going to forget that, like, hey, like, the story still needs to be played out pretty well and pretty accurate to what we have known since it's been years uh, that he's been around and years of talk of developing something around the Halo uh, video game that. Now that we have it and it's on, I want to say playing by the rules of our new streaming, the new streaming world, and like taking entertainment that way, it's I think it's gonna, it's it's probably rubbing people the wrong way because they were probably expecting something way different or what we expected in a movie, right? Because we, I think we were told yeah, because it was so much, it was gonna be a movie, but yeah. but this was like years back. We went through so much development hell. Because first it was like Steven Spielberg was directed and HBO was going to do a series and of course that fell through. Yeah. And so Paramount picked up the pieces and you know, it's just, but it's like, I understand with video game transition, people, the purists want a little transition, but you know, literally to me, it's like, you play the first Halo, you don't get much of a backstory. But what, what's good about the series is it goes back to see how, you know, Master Chief came to be, you know, why he's Master Chief. Yeah. Why he's given that designation. He was a designation code. Why, um, how he got in the program, and to me, that's much better. And they even said, like, one of the producers said, one of the showrunners said that we talked to the studios, but they we felt that we didn't want to make it too much more, like, literally taken from the game, like, literally follow the game into, but also expand the universe. Also, look at the light, the novels that they wrote about that universe and try to take, take that in consideration as well, because there's so much more written outside the game based on the game world. Mm-hmm. That you do want to see how, you know, these, you know, these Spartan soldiers came to be, you know, how the program was, but how it was developed and stuff. She's going to take a look at Master Chief's character development as well. Of course, the biggest thing was how Cortana looks. Mm. To make it look more human-like than 
purple, but it's the same actress mm-hmm. who's voicing her, who plays her in all the games. It's the same actress. And then she's like, I'm looking forward to see how it comes out, you know? Because that's the fears. Like, oh, she's not purple. She's not almost naked. She looks more human. Because they're like, if you read the novels, guys, they they made like, they had different AIs besides Cortana. They had an AI that looked like, you know. Like but that, that, that had to, no, no, no. That doesn't have to do anything with like the main people. That's the thing. Like you're, you're assuming people are reading Halo or taking the books. That's like a, the smallest perception of people who actually deal with the Halo universe are reading the book. Mm-hmm. It's just like Star Wars. It's like people who are that captivated by the series are reading the books. Like they're reading it. They're they're buying the omnibus. Like they're 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 getting they're overwhelming themselves with so much lore of the Star Wars universe and of media that they don't when they see th- something like this getting developed and it's put on a mainstream thing like Paramount Plus. They want, like you said, they want it to be that pure that it even fall, has to follow the book, and like it's just you can't. Well, they want to follow the game. That's pretty much. I know, right? Game. But like, what I mean is that, like, you're 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 also talking about people who like the book and stuff. So like these these are those people are watching it too. So what I'm saying is like their view is already their expectation is already going to be messed up because it's not going to match the book standard. Just like the video game, like the books were made around the video game. It wasn't vice versa, right? So. What I'm saying is like even even reading those novels, you have to you have to kind of just let your mind expand a little bit reading that and taking new things because they're just making it up as they go. So we're gonna see the series, and yeah, I, I'm I'm sure fans expected it to be like you mentioned Cortana being such a significant figure in the series itself that like they want even that character to be so perfect because it's with Master Chief along the whole way, uh, and. Mind you, these are trailers, right? We, we we saw people through trailers, and maybe this could have been a repercussion of what we saw with the Sonic movie and how fans had such a big pull on, on making these studios pull back the money and, and pull back the what they were going to put out as deemed as what they were originally going to put out for sale, essentially. But and yeah, that could work then, but like right here, where I don't visually, it doesn't necessarily need that on a different coat of. Paint. I don't think it does. No, it, it looks, looks fine. fantastic. Yeah, the presentation looks fine for what they're trying to give us, what they're trying to present us in, a, in, a, in the Halo world and universe. Obviously, we gotta see how the story plays out because it's a series. I think that's a good move to do, since I people are watching series more than watching movies. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty general. And the way to pretty make, yeah. accurate to say, and the way to make it look like it's gonna be like every Thursday. It's, yeah, it's gonna come out this Thursday. And kick off this Thursday on Paramount Plus, and then it's gonna be episodes every week. So I think now, like a lot of streamers are doing, like instead of like like they're not doing like the Netflix formula where we're gonna release all episodes all once, example because then people are gonna just binge and then forget what's gonna happen. With this, they're following pretty much what everybody else is like Hulu and Disney Plus is doing, and probably HBO Max is just gonna release these shows on a weekly basis because to me it's better doing weekly. Um. Because that gives you more time to watch that. So if you miss it, then, you know, it'll be easier to talk with your friends. You know, if you see an episode this week, you want to go back and watch it. Instead of trying to binge it all one go. Because you want to get that, you want to captivate that audience as like a vision. You want to capture the attention. So having it released weekly, to me, that's a right way to go. Especially with something a big series as Halo. Because, you know, I remember going out watching Halo. And, you know, playing the game itself. You know, the Xbox was one of the systems I had. Uh, when you know Halo was one of the first games we had, and then I played multiplayer and stuff, and then I got into the novels. So with them decided to make the series like weekly as well. That's going to be great because 
I remember having like a weekly series because it gives you more time to talk about it, more time to discuss it. And in case you missed something, you can go back and watch it before the new episode you know, comes up on Thursday. So, like I said, it's a better call that Paramount's doing the same thing as Disney Plus is doing. So, doing like releasing these series on weekly basis versus Netflix. That's doing it. Still doing the same thing of releasing all one thing. Pretty much, it's like you're, how much you go on Netflix, you're obligated to binge the whole thing, basically, versus like just taking your time and just watching it. No, that's what like like for me it's like yeah like when we were anime I try to watch as like many episodes I can and just take a break from it because then you get like overwhelmed mm-hmm. so much. So I kind of like the fact that we're doing this like we're gonna release the episode this Thursday, and release the other Thursday. Like, I don't know how many episodes are still this one or like many, but it just feels like every Thursday looks like. But like I said, it's gonna be interesting, and I can't wait to see like how Master Chief you know how you got the the beginning of the Spartan film. And we have to wait and see how the rest of it goes. Um, basically, the synopsis says this is the log line. So it's here in the year 
hopefully everything goes well for them. I'm looking forward to seeing Halo, but we'll see when I get to watch it because I work on Thursday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've got soccer going on as well, so hopefully it's on the whole night. I'll definitely check that out when I can. I know um, Disney Plus came out with this movie, I'm Turning Red as well, it just came out this past Friday. Oh, that's right. I gotta see that one with the girl who pretty much follows this um, superhero girl, like in Canada. She's in the music school, just doing emotions, and I guess her emotions get the better of her and kind of turn into a giant red panda. <laughs> yeah. So, based on the, what the trailer looks like and stuff, it looks interesting. It's like I've seen it in Gonfalo, so I was like, oh, it's not next to this. I'm going to adjust. I still gotta watch the Book of Boba Fett still, too. I still gotta watch that as well with this Mandalorian and stuff. Soon, hopefully, that's coming back sooner. Like the, um, the, the Obi Wan series, when they film a trailer for it. So, I can't wait for that as well. The Obi Wan series to come out May 23rd. There's a lot of stuff that's coming out this year. But to me, it's going to be a really good year for like popcorn shooting still up. And, you know, conventions are coming back for everybody. You know, of course, um, the Noise CP2 is coming back this August, I believe. It's going to come out in August. And, of course, it's one of those events where you have to prove you have vaccination. <laughs> oh, okay. Those of you have to show. And, of course, I saw the trailer for Miss Marvel. Mm-hmm. It looks really good. I like the fact when they did her powers. I kind of like the fact for her powers. Instead of having her do the shape shifting, how she's like stretching and stuff. They didn't follow. She has like probably about this purple aura that she can make the giant crystals of purple like aura like thing. That's kind of cool, like an effect, I guess, like a power effect. Yeah. But it makes you have like the giant crystal. It's kind of cool. I kind of like for the fact that it's like she's inspired by like uh, by Captain Marvel, but she I don't know if she has any reactions to her. But it looks really good. The trailer looks like we're, they did the first trailer for it. I know that's coming soon to um, Disney Plus, and of course I saw the first teaser for um, She Hulk as well. And um, they'll show a little bit of that her of her and actually see Matt Murdock's in there as well because they're doubles coming back, guys. <laughs> and speaking of all the Marvel Netflix shows are on Disney Plus and they're on cut. Yeah. It's cool. They're not doing the edits, but they do I think they did throw a disclaimer before the episode saying, you know, it's they from the crown if it's just gonna survive and it's really on cut. So like but the one thing that people are saying, oh, there's no, no, you know how MCU, how they have like the playlist where it's like the timeline that has enough spot for them in the timeline. But you understand these were made and who knows what limitations that they had to do to mention the MCU universe. Because let's talk about the MCU universe is always changing. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got Doctor Strange coming out soon. Mm-hmm. We got Doctor Strange, and of course, you know, playing for that as well. Um, comes to like video game wise, uh, Right now, I just uh, pre-ordered Ghostwire Tokyo, one of the new um, newest games coming out soon. I believe it comes out this Friday. I pre-ordered because there was a sale going on, and I kind of play it. Um, basically, you're basically a ghost hunter in Tokyo. You want to go across with this yokai and stuff. It's pretty interesting. And they did release like a period of soft developers created created a bunch of novel prequel to it. They did it for free so people can get to, to play the prequel real quick, a bunch of novel aspect, prior to play the main game. So definitely need to check that out. Um, how about you, Big O? Any video games you've been playing lately? No. I haven't played any new video games, unfortunately. I just hear that, like, I hear Elden Ring. Just, just, That's like, the too. biggest thing right now, thinking yeah. Elden Ring. That's all you hear about Elden Ring right now. No, I haven't played anything. Anybody who's been, like, basically streamers or VTubers, mm-hmm. anyone on YouTube is pretty much Elden Ring. I get it. It's a Souls game. <laughs> it's an our Souls game because it's from, from software who helped develop the Dark Souls and all that stuff. And I understand the hype, you know, I will eventually get it once it goes on sale. But I yeah, what drives me to is just seeing how other people play it. And some people play it, you know, it's just an open world 
it can develop your character in a sense. If you ever played a Souls game, it's die a lot. There's no like change difficulty. It's just one difficulty. You die by like a friend you can't pull up. But you need to find some things you can summon pull up. I read the whole pull up thing. You have to find these like artifacts to summon some actual world or things or whatever. And then you can see like where players died before and everything. So if you look online, you see where the player previous players died, which kind of works and stuff. So you can get tips on how to defeat certain enemies. Mm. It's all about like trying to learn and everything. So, um, yeah, <laughs> like same thing with like YouTubers and stuff. You even seen the YouTubers like playing other ones as well, like Casey Mori, Kaiki Mori, who you know her from How Wide English. You know she comes out every so long. And um, she just released her um, full album on uh, Spotify. And she plays music. She sings, she raps, and she does, she sings. Her vocal language is English and Japanese, so she just released her first album on there. Which is kind of cool. She just released it. And she does like a lot of these music videos as well. If you go on her channel. Um, and she's got singles on there as well. If you go on her page on Spotify. But yeah, she just released her first album. This is kind of cool. These YouTubers kind of explore like her range. Like she likes to sing and stuff. She likes video games as well. Talk and stuff. So I definitely check out Hollow Live. I know they had the Hollow Fest. Kind of speaking, where they pretty much you know now seeing what they're doing with the Hollow Live YouTubers. How now that they have like almost like three D esque models now for their talent. So they look more like three D than three D. And then supposedly now with the new equipment and stuff they're getting when they play video games, you can actually see their actual hands moving when they're actually going to code and stuff. Uh, when they're actually playing games, that's how their hands and stuff and it looks like everything. But it's really cool. So, like I said, there's a lot of YouTubers out there. Like the English one is like ten. They got one from Japanese. I think how live English is like the first one that they had like two years ago. Twenty twenty, they had the first rifts, and then last year was the console. So they have different like how YouTubers. You can follow all of them, but there, there's certain ones you like. Like for me personally. I like all of them, but my I tend to lean towards um Guagura, who's like he's like this shark. This is Atlantean. He's like nine thousand years old. <laughs> like he's just like a he has like a shark hoodie, which is like shark tail. <laughs> so, yeah. And then of course Kaimori because um she's like a basically like a Shinigami, she's like a death. It's like a Grim Reaper basically. Like death's assistant basically. And then you've got Amelia Watson who's like a detective, you've got Takayashi who she's like a Phoenix. Spirit. You got Inais, who's like a like an octopus spirit as well. Then you have the console, which is another bunch of YouTubers as well. But they're all the same universe as Howlife. Like Howlife is like marketing company, and they pretty much help people that want to game game. They give you the tools, and they help you like all you do is put out content for your game, assuming they'll help you out. Basically, they'll help create like your character model and stuff, and you bring the character to life basically. How you want this character to look like this? You work on arts and stuff. How do you want to create this character? You can apply for them, guys. You want to get a shot? Apply for them. If you want to be a VTuber? Just to have that personality, put yourself out there. So definitely check that out. But that's what I've been seeing too. Like that was popular this past weekend. Of course, um, the Crunchyroll and Funimation pretty much merging content still. They added some few shows, but of course, um, they just um releasing articles about upcoming anime for the next um spring season, which they just say when. The beginning of this month, they announced like all like the last episode we talked about that how they said that starting spring, basically all the new spring anime is gonna be on Crunchyroll, and they just released a list of what's coming to Crunchyroll, and I'm looking forward to a lot of it. It's like new seasons of the, of shows, some are like new shows that are just coming out, 
I know something I'm looking forward to seeing and it all can be unpredictable guys. So the only time it's not gonna be seen on Funimation, like they're slowly gonna kill the Funimation app slowly but surely. It's just taking time, which is a lot of stuff they're gonna move over again. Yeah. I think this week they just moved um this week they just moved Samurai Champloo. They just moved that over. Um the regular Magic High School, they just moved over Raising, they just moved over as well. Nichi Joe was another one, they just moved over. They're moving the sub and dub version, so I mean, ones that already have like control, they can move the dub version. So, so that's what they're doing. And of course, Attack on Titan, so that's still going on. Read the manga all the way. I still got to watch the last month or so. Um, and of course, they announced they showed the first two posters for the next two full Metal Alchemist movies with live action movies. With honestly, why? <laughs> why? Because one of Netflix sucked. Yeah, so they're gonna do it again, right? Yeah, <laughs> supposedly they're gonna do two more films. Like, oh my yeah, god. Okay. Because even like Japanese make fun of their movies. Dude, it's like, it's, oh my god. When they try to do live actions of anime or like, or mangas, it's like, it's so bad. It looks like someone's cosplaying the characters. Yeah, you have to. But. They probably did really good for them. I guess view wise, maybe. I think it was, I think they got so much views, but it's interesting. Yeah, they saw the first posters for the next two and they're like, oh. So they took it as like, yeah, we can do it. Let's do it again. <laughs> like, here. Because <laughs> the film's here, dude. It's like, damn. Was here, here. All right, then. Um, about ten minutes. Um, Hugo, do you have anything from Reddit that you saw today besides you know the crime and all that with the change and everything? No, I didn't really look. Like I literally just went on Google News right now and all this stuff is like, oh, it, it, I think like it, the way they aggregated is like they picked the original article basically saying Russia invaded Ukraine and they just keep adding. Like they're just like things updating under stuff? that. They just keep adding articles under that main mm-hmm. like. I guess bracket of articles instead of just constantly flooding the main news. So like they're just like updated and stuff. Yeah, they just continue to update. I I don't know. But for my what I heard yesterday at least during war was just like they're just keep trying to do talks like peace talks and they just keep not reach. They don't reach any much. They're not reaching much uh, progress. Um, I guess Putin's still refusing to really meet with Zelensky until Zelensky, obviously until Ukraine makes do with what they're demanding or what Russia's demanding so it's just it seems to be that they're not they're not agreeing on terms on both sides and obviously Russia's been like strong helping them a lot so or strong arming them a lot in a position that leaves them very vulnerable so I I get that um but I, that that's from what I heard from the war and, and whether the UK US will how are they how can they support them indirectly without causing a like, chain of of uh, you know making it seem like we're we're gonna to be like big brother and try to step in basically yeah no we'll arise in conflict and make it worse by i guess the the mere presence of america sending like war effort resources like for military action is different than just sending monetary funding yeah so, like, i know there's a lot of like yeah. i guess there's so far there's a lot of international forces heading over there like yeah, volunteers, like volunteers are hanging over there. I think I thought Sean Penn was walking over there by the Poland border and stuff. Yeah, humanitarian yeah. He's reasons. Filming a fucking, he's filming a documentary on this thing, so it's very like. And that's what he did. Like he's so always weird. like when it comes to like certain like instances, he's there to be there. I think the people like, you know attention. Yeah, and then brings awareness. Which he's been there. He's known to help. I guess. Yeah, he's, he's only been, he's a big humanitarian, so it's like. You know, it's something that, you know, it feels that it needs to bring to attention. Of course, what has got a bigger influence? Celebrities have a bigger influence. 
they have to admit that's the truth. People will pay attention to celebrities. They're hard to pay attention to politicians. So what gets people attention? People they see on movies. Some people. Well, that's on- what I mean. Like, well, they if they're gonna present to you with, well, because like if you pay attention now, it's just more. We're our our news, our American news is focused so hard, heavy on this war. Um, and there's I, a lot of stuff on alternate um, news and alternate events happening under this radar. So like, uh, it's it's funny. It's I mean, it's very peculiar that we're focusing a lot of the news attention that when there's other stuff happening. I mean, coronavirus didn't go away, but it seems to have just disappeared, apparently. Yeah. This war. So, like, I don't know. It's very question. I think, like, people, if you, I feel like if people think that this is not going to, this is just going to go away overnight. No, I think these, these conflicts are going to last for quite a while. Um, and it's unfortunate that the powers that be, albeit, like, the military... Um, like the military companies that essentially develop this stuff for these type of things like that conflict continues so they paint war as being something of a human like you know a human thing but i think it's uh, it's unfortunate that there are some inhuman aspects to this guy so but i'm glad that you know other countries are helping out like the people like the evacuees and stuff like, yeah i saw that getting people to safety and stuff i like the fact that like people in germany were opening up their homes like i saw this video on reddit where um like these people at this Berlin central station there were like german citizens with signs saying we need a place to live and stuff in different languages <laughs> like we have rooms available they had like care packages for them they were offering their homes that's all this nice picture saying um this video like this person took a picture of the home i think they live in germany they're like can't wait to meet my extended family from the Ukraine. So they had a room set up for them and everything. So it's like, it was kind of cool. Like there are people helping out them out there. You know, some are still in bomb shelters. And that's like, freaking sucks. And they're still hiding in bomb shelters. They're like, their homes are getting destroyed. Because people think all the attacking military outposts in Ukraine. No, they're attacking homeless people. They're attacking people's homes. They're attacking like hospitals. Bro. They're attacking like these institutions. And they're trying to get the citizens riled up. Even though my, the citizens in Moscow, they're protesting and stuff. And they're getting arrested. Yeah. Because unlike here, where we have the freedom of protest, in Russia, not so much. <laughs> not so much. And, you know, to the point, like, like, we're cutting, like, every big company, any big corporation is, like, cutting them off. At the scenes, when it comes to, like, entertainment and food. Like, supposedly Burger King said they're not, <laughs> they're not closing their doors. You know, McDonald's already jumped left. <laughs> Basically, they closed their franchise, you know, that guys we pull for the people in Ukraine, we stand with Ukraine throughout this whole thing. I my point, we stand with Ukraine. I stand for the people of Ukraine, you know, it sucks, you know. That you know, I wish I knew like from the standpoint of why Russia made it was it energy force or no, no, no. no one knows, right? No, no, no. I know they already applied, no, the president of Ukraine already applied for Ukraine Union already. We'll see if when that goes through. Uh, one thing I just do want to say before we leave, I'm trying to find like the most news article, but I would call it weird, but mostly surprising. Um, looks like uh, I saw this right now on comic.com. Uh, Justin Gurulet is um, looks like he's gonna be starring as Johnny Carson what? in a drama series from the creator of Deadwood. This this article is written by Dan Anderson. Um, basically says to work from the Sun Star, Joseph Gore Levitt may have landed his latest television role. On Tuesday, reports indicated that King of Late Night, a television project that will star Gordon Levitt as television icon Johnny Carson, 
as those in the marketplace is being considered by potential buyers. The series, which is a co-production between WIIP and Anonymous Content, will be written by Deadwood creator David Milch and directed by Valentine K. Birch. Lord Deadwood will also be second produced the project. This key late night will follow the life and career of the late night TV pioneer Johnny Carson from the New York to Los Angeles to the Vegas Strip. The series will reveal how Johnny's diehard connection to his audience overlap his lifelong desire for a basic quality of life and how his beloved life to persona came to conflict with the more colorful aspects of his personal life. So, we'll actually see um, how that goes. <laughs> um, that's the most interesting thing. Like, that's somebody. <laughs> is it gonna be? Is it gonna be like a like a biopic? It's a drama series. Oh, okay. So, well, I mean, Johnny Carson was huge, especially for like. I don't. I don't. I, I, I mean, I so hear a lot of comedians reference him a lot of being huge for for comedy and stuff. So I think it's like, it's interesting to uh, he kind of does stuff like him a little bit, I guess. But uh, it's gonna be interesting to see um, how they develop like a perspective on his personality behind the scenes. I'm wondering if it's gonna go in order when he's younger, how he gets started. It's probably gonna show how he got started in comedy, probably like his roots. Yeah, sure. Especially with those times. Like how did, you know, how was, I don't know. Like right now with the Elvis biopic. Um, yeah, we're seeing a lot of these people get it right. Like a lot of a lot of those uh, big prop, like big stars of the fifties and sixties, kind of getting their due on the big screen, or like giving them more of us just more in depth story, reference. yeah, like a more in depth story. Yeah. Oh, but this is really interesting because this year he started in Mr. Conan. It looks like JDL Christie starred in Mr. Conan, posing for a film musician looking for first rate comics for future LA. Finds himself wondering why he's like doing his life. The series was canceled by Apple TV. Plus, after one season back in September 21. Okay. It says here the most recent work he's been, JGL has been in, was Super Pump, the Battle for Uber, and the Kicker Crazy Uber yeah. founder, Travis Kalanick. It just came out not too long ago. Which it's got like Rumor Foreman in it too. I think that's on uh, Peacock. On Peacock? Oh, no, it says Showtime, dude. Oh, okay. It says Showtime. But yeah, it's been interesting because, I mean, yeah, Johnny Carson, it's going to be interesting to see how that, I mean, I don't call it weird it is, but it's more interesting. It's an interesting thing. It's weird because I don't know why they're doing it now. <laughs> they should have done this like 20 years ago, 30 years ago even. Like, just because Johnny Carson, not a lot of the kids of his dead age know who he is. Like, they're not, I don't even think a lot of people who 20 years ago would know who Johnny Carson is outside of, like, them referencing, a, like, a late night, like, I'm sure they would reference a lot more when the late night battles were having happening. You know, like Game of Letterman. Yeah, like they, it's like people don't watch late night anymore. Like, yeah, I, I remember Jay Leno took over for Johnny Carson. Like, in the, yeah, the I just I think like that emphasis on Johnny Carson's life is diff- I think like giving an Isle of Lucy biopic thing was different than I think giving a Johnny Carson one. Cause, just because I think Isle of Lucy was a little. I'm not saying Johnny Carson wasn't a big pioneer in his. In stand up or an entire in like late night uh, TV entertainment, but like, uh, I just think that like that that crowd, that audience that loved Johnny Carson, maybe I grew up with him, like, they're not like you're we're talking to like a very minute, specific type of like type of uh market that still remembers Johnny Carson, that we have a soft spot for him, like. And they're probably in the well in the 50s and 60s by now. You know what I mean? Like, kids yeah. who grew up with their parents watching it at night mm. are, like, already, uh, what we consider old people, 
they're they're already old. Those are the kids of who grew up watching Johnny Carson. If you can imagine, that's like what almost. Eh, That'd be like our parents, basically, basically. Yeah, it's like a like a generation or two removed. So it's, it's like it's hard to like when we saw the Super Bowl, when we saw the halftime show, we saw all those artists in the halftime yeah, show. Yeah, like it's like, not... we're becoming that. We're becoming that. Right, and that's fine. But like, what I'm saying is that like you're you're doing this on the streaming crowd, which I feel like Johnny Carson, like a, a Johnny Carson drama series, should be put on like ABC. Like this should be put like on maybe TV because that's mm-hmm. where that's who are watching, who are still paying for cable, right? If you're not, if you're for cable outside of sporting sport live sport reasons or whatnot like i don't these are the people who are still getting that like mm-hmm. retirement homes are still paying for tv land like uh, you know i'm you know what i mean like this i feel like that a johnny carson type of entertain, like media should be put on to like these mainstream like the main bracket and, and not streaming services yeah we'll, we'll see what happens because so far it looks like it's they're shopping it right now, so there's no home for it yet. So we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, it does get picked up on the streaming service or it gets picked up by TV. Or it gets picked up by TV, yeah. So we'll have to wait and see. This will be interesting to see. Like I said, it's one of those like, wow, he's actually getting the, he's actually doing that. So it'll be interesting to see. Like, it's cool. Good for JGL. Mm-hmm. It's good for him, you know, he's doing some other things and stuff. And showing that. So, I mean, that's what I got for this week, guys. This week, what you got? Anything else you want to add, Pico, before we sign off? No, no, no. Just, uh, I know, just worst terrible. <laughs> worst. Yeah. All right, guys, uh, well, that's what we'll do it for this week. Make sure to check out our backlog of episodes on Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and other podcast outlets. You can follow us on Twitter at PopTalkin, a one word, P O P T A L K I N. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash pop. Check out our merch store at spring.com slash pop. It was formerly known as Teespring, but now it's known as Spring. Make sure to check it out on there and make sure you use that promo code there, talk pop. It's a never-ending promo code. You get $5 off your order. Um, that would do it for this week. You can also catch me also on Twitch at twitch.tv slash franchise 685 like I said, I will have that spinoff soon. I'll let you know in the next few weeks when that spinoff will be available via anime-centric podcast, so simply as I Love Anime. So the I Love Anime podcast, of course, I apologize if that's me, is the host, and we're going to the geek world of my obsession with anime and why I love it. So we'll see you guys next week. As always, geek on and take care. <laughs>